Hello again, witches, seekers, and friends, and welcome to the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast, the show where we do a little ranting, raving, and wand waving. I'm your host, Paige, and together we're going to explore magic and spirituality, social justice, psychic realm, and most importantly, real life queen, Joanna DeVoe. But first, we gotta do a little business. I'm very happy to announce that today's special interview episode of the Fat Feminist Witch is brought to you by Clever Kim's Curios, which makes jewelry as unique as those drawn to it. If you stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode, I'll be sharing a special coupon code so you can get 10% off. In the meantime, go to cleverkimcurios.com to check out her selection. Hello, my witchy friends, and thank you for tuning in to today's special guest interview with Joanna DeVoe. Joanna actually had me on her podcast, Hippie Witch, back in 2017, and I had an absolute blast. So I'm super, super excited to finally get to host her here on my show. This is episode 49 of the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast. And yes, episode 50 came out last week. And yes, today is a Monday. Now, Joanna and I talk a lot about a lot of things in this episode, but we especially focus on her queen program, which starts August 1st. But sign up for that closes on July 31st, which is Wednesday. So I wanted to make sure you all had the chance to hear more about queen and about Joanna so that you can sign up before the deadline if you feel like it's right for you. Exciting, right? So... I hope you don't mind that it's a Monday when I put this out. <laughs> it is Mercury retrograde, like I said last week, so you're just going to have to roll with it, I think. <laughs> so Joanna DeVoe, super excited. Uh, Joanna is also known as the kick-ass witch, and she's very enthusiastic. She's so funny, and she's really empowering. And she's the kind of witch who blends her magic and spirituality with a little bit of psychology and the law of attraction. And you know I love a little bit of psychology. Her podcast has over 400 episodes, like so many when I think about it. And she's had guests on that I could only ever dream of interviewing. Although as soon as I said that, I heard her voice in my head that she was like, no, that's not true. Just do whatever you want. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> she's so she's great. So Queen is a five week audio journey that helps you work with the archetype of the queen. And you know how much I, I love working with archetypes. And Queen brings you on a journey of self-discovery and self-empowerment. You know, success is whatever you decide what it is. It's different for everyone. And you're the only one who can truly decide what it is that you want. And even though the power to do that is inside of us, sometimes it's hard to tap into that or to feel like we deserve to even use that kind of power. So something I love about Joanna is that she's very, very supportive of whoever you are and whoever it is that you want to be. You know, she's very supportive of people to decide for themselves and to be their own beautiful, unique weirdos. So she helps you do the work for yourself. It's not, you know, instructions on how to live the perfect life. It's tools to help you create the life that you want. Sounds great, doesn't it? So settle in, grab yourself a nice cup of tea. Or if it's as hot there as it is here, a whole pitcher of iced tea. <laughs> and enjoy this interview with kick-ass witch and absolute queen, Joanna DeVoe. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you on my show after I was on your show. I'm so excited. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. Um, I'm really excited to talk about your five-week queen, is it a course? Course that's coming out. Program. Yeah. It's an audio journey. Audio journey. Oh, I love that. So I'm really, really excited about this. And I, I would really love to hear a little bit more about it in general, but also just the queen archetype and how people can kind of use that to empower themselves a little bit. Totally. You want to know what's funny? I was just listening to your episode that you did on money while I was eating my lunch before <laughs> I talked to you. And you're such a rad podcaster, first of all. So let me just have you put a pin in the idea of doing audio journeys because I figured out <laughs> that people listen to the podcast because for some crazy reason they like to hear me talk. And I was like, <laughs> well, I should I focus my products more in that direction as opposed to reading, you know, like a ebook or whatever, although I do sell those. So I really <laughs> love it and you would you would be fat fabulous at it but listening to you talk about money it made me nervous it made me it brought back all the feelings of my 20s and and some patches in my 30s and I'm 45 now for people who don't know who I am hello and it just reminded me you reminded me of the shame of being broke yeah. And when you were talking about your friends having to pay for you or having to just like come down to your level, you know, and not yeah. wanting to invite you to do things. I was just like, oh, my God, I have butterflies in my stomach. I haven't thought about this in so long. And it's so real. And for me, this actually ties into what you asked me. For me, first of all, you're totally rocking, rocking the queen journey yourself. Thanks. Like whether whether you've embraced that archetype deliberately or not, like what I was listening to and hearing, I was like, well, yeah, that's the queen journey is like waking up to something like that and then doing something about it. And then even saying like, you know what, I'm not perfect at this. I haven't completely healed myself, but I'm on that path. I am healing. I am progressing. And for me, the queen has so much to do with money and financial independence and really reclaiming who I am as a person outside of a relationship with a man. It's really it's really complex. But yeah. that's how I, I found I feel like the queen archetype picked me. <laughs> It Have you ever had that experience, like when you do a word of the year or something and you feel like it picked you? Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, well, I did the first day of your, your free three-day like companion to this, and you were saying that you, Queen, was your word of the year for 2016. And I was like, oh my God, I totally do this. And I wanted to know, what, it, what was your word for the year for this year? Leap. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's kicking my ass, too. That's <laughs> That's the thing about doing a word of the year. If you really do it, you know, it's yeah. more than just like, I know you're saying, I pick a word of the year and then I forget all about it. But if you actually work with the word, it starts shaping you yeah. and confronting you with all these different challenges. Like the year of joy was last year and it ended with my beloved, Beloved Otis, my my pet, some people might call him a familiar, my black cat, he passed away on solstice. Oh, my year of joy, and this guy was like the joy bringer. And I feel like the word of the year is about 
fully comprehensively getting to know what it actually means in the case of a queen to be the queen of your own life, for example. And when I got to the end of 2016, the year of the queen, I was like shouting it everywhere. I was like, (laughs) I am nowhere. I feel like I'm just now starting to maybe understand what this is about. So I've just kind of carried it on. So like my year of joy was about like, how do you be a joyful queen? Or <laughs> or my leap years about how do you be a queen who leaps into the unknown? I always bring it back to the queen because I think I'm in it for life. I feel like, I mean, who knows what the future will bring, but it's just, which is the only other word that I took on as a label that rocked my world in a similar way and for yeah. similar reasons. That's so great i i love the word of the year concept and (laughs) when you were saying that it just chose you (laughs) that's so fantastic because it really sounds like it did and it sounds like i mean even if it's not like permanent or forever it's been a few years now and you're still building on this this queen journey and energy Mm -hmm. i found it well it started for me athena i was for years, I would say, I'm not a goddessy witch. I would say that on my podcast <laughs> all the time. I'm not goddessy. Because at the time, it was like all my friends were like super into the goddess. And if you get into witchcraft, it just, there's this whole goddess culture. And I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I rejected the idea of religion and God. Like when I was a teenager, why do I need a new God? You know, even yeah. if it's a woman, I just didn't relate to that. And then... Again, I feel chosen. I feel like Athena picked me. (laughs) There's like this whole story behind that too. But I started working with Athena and I started associating her with the Queen of Swords. Yeah. And that's, I think, just how I slowly but surely was led to the Queen. And I did that first year just for myself, although I never do anything just for myself because I can't shut up. I'm like, you guys, oh my God, I just learned this thing. Or, you know, I'm, I like to share. Oh my God, I'm the same way. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so excited to get to talk with you because we have that in common. It's <laughs> for sure. I'm just so share. excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You And I love that we live in an era where you can just share your personal journey and it ends up being helpful to yeah. other people who relate. It's just it's such a cool thing such a cool time to be alive. Yeah. And into 2017, I just, I was like, wow, that's such an empowering figure. I just started like writing down everything that was coming into my head, like all the lessons I had learned and everything. And it just turned into this audio journey, this five week, it's called queen five weeks to reclaim your personal sovereignty. And it was just like, like all these ideas were coming out. I couldn't wait to, to share it. And there's a couple of videos and stuff, but I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to help other women have that experience. Yeah. And then that's how the program was born. That's awesome. So, okay. So, <laughs> sorry, I completely forgot what I was going to say. I, I had like three points I wanted to, to like stick on and now I can't pick one. Um, I love Athena as the queen of swords yes. because you're, oh my God, you're so right. I totally see that also like justice, but there's always that yes. sword there. There's always that sword because of her, like, you know, the wisdom and the power of her mind and intelligence. And 
it always and, you, and the sword. word the sort of truth like not yes. not just speaking your truth but being able to say fuck off yeah. or no and growing up is like a very pleasing libra <laughs> Like that was very challenging to tell people no, to not be liked and to use your words, to speak your truth. And I associate the queen of swords with that as well. Absolutely. She's actually an archetype. I I started trying to connect with last year for that same reason. Like I was always just putting being friendly to other people before, you know, my priority of setting my own boundaries. (laughs) It was just always letting that like encroach and, Finally, I was just like, okay, no more. And it's like, I could see the sword come down. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, not now. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't understand why at first, like, why would the goddess of war want anything to do with me? I just don't <laughs> get it. And I was like, well, maybe because she has some things to teach you. And and she is, not, the goddess of war is not accu- an accurate depiction. She's the goddess of strategy. Yeah. And she wins wars mindfully. She outsmarts the the opposition without having to resort to violence because she's so damn smart that's right that's right she's a really badass figure to to connect with for the for all those reasons you know it's not like she completely avoids a challenge or a battle she just she uses her brain and goes in there prepared and thinks her whole way through it it's really she's really great yeah she comes to with like this awesome good baggage like baggage in a good way with medusa and nike nike is you know victory but medusa i used to when i first got into athena i'd be so pissed when i would read these this is how i really came to deeply care about athena if i get defensive about something it's usually it's gonna become a thing with me (laughs) like a big thing and i was just like this mythology sucks. This was definitely <laughs> written by this was definitely written by men. Yeah. And we have like this super powerful beautiful goddess who's going to punish this woman for being raped. Yeah. That just did not make sense to me at all. And my friend Dawn had a blog at the time uh, the goddess diaries and I wrote this piece very impassioned about Medusa and how Athena actually wears Medusa on her breastplate in solidarity. She keeps her right close to her heart. Like she's literally wearing the face of Medusa over her heart. And it's about, it's a feminist thing for me, which I think you might be able to appreciate. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I can. Queen. Queens recognize other queens and support other queens. And that's one of the worst tricks of the patriarchy is to turn us against each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I I love all the feminist like revisions of these Greek myths. And it's not like they're a complete revision because a lot of times the original story was a little bit more balanced. You know, in the original story, Athena really was helping Medusa out by making her this like powerful creature. But over time being told by men so many and filtered through our society they just become something different Mm -hmm. and i love the way they're all getting rewritten like medusa is really great and persephone's getting a lot of rewrites and that's really yes totally that's another good one yeah 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 and the rewrites were or the revisions i guess they're just they're kind of necessary and they make the myths a little bit more applicable to us 
Yeah, I really attribute that to what I see is the democracy of art, which I don't know if like whoever invented the internet could have imagined this time, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like the people, it's people power. Like I know we feel disempowered politically, a lot of us, or we're frustrated with, with what's going on, but I love the way that we're shaping pop culture and telling a woman's story from a woman's perspective or telling a person of color story from a person of color's perspective, or there can be this huge trend of like hashtag whatever. And then all of a sudden these, these powerful industries and filmmakers, they start paying attention and they start going, Oh, there's a market there. And it's bizarre how (laughs) capitalism is like following the lead of the little people. I, I really, I enjoyed that. Yeah. They're following us around just a little bit. They really are. Yeah. And then they try to emulate us, which is funny. And then uh, it's interesting when they end up hiring people that they like find on YouTube or whatever to be their brand spokesperson. I'm just like, this is so, I never could have imagined this. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's surreal. It's such a, it's a really cool, but kind of bizarre time to be alive. Especially because we remember the time before the internet existed and it was like a whole other world. Yes. It was a whole whole other other world. world. It was like like living on a completely different planet when I think about it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So you mentioned Medusa and Nike and Athena. Do you work with any other specific goddesses or queens in history or stories throughout the five weeks uh, of queen. This could be embarrassing depending on who hears this. <laughs> but I love pop culture. Let me let me let me give this some context, okay? <laughs> I'm doing something called the summer of magic. It's my summer of magic because I typically struggle in the summer. I find it depressing and irritating and since I've been walking the wheel of the year for however many years. I've found the summer to be more, I've learned how to tolerate it. Yeah. But this, this year I was like, I'm not just going to tolerate the summer. I'm actually going to like tap into the magic of the sun and I'm going to have this amazing kick-ass summer. I'm going to find a way to actually enjoy it and like get as much out of it as I can. So then <laughs> I decided that J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, would be my summer queen avatar because she's 50 years old. And Is she really? Yeah, she's doing this tour right now. She's on the road. She's got a couple movies coming out. She has a huge movie coming out called Hustler that's just now starting to do promotions. She's a mom with two little kids. She's She does so much, and now she's doing this whole birthday tour for the summer for, for her 50th birthday, and I'm like, okay, I... Wow. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not a pop pop star kind of person. I'm more like rock and roll. So she wasn't someone I thought about and until recent years when yeah. I just started having respect for her work ethic <laughs> and, yeah. and the way that she's like demanded to be taken seriously because in the beginning, she was not the beauty ideal that Hollywood valued. And she was like a backup dancer. And she was like doing all that. She fought is yeah. what I'm trying to say for who she is. She created her own image. And to me, that's so queen-like to be that intentional and that driven and that confident to be like, dude, I'm awesome and you shall see. <laughs> that's true. 
That's true. It yeah. takes a lot of guts. And, I mean, she's been doing it for so long now. I can't believe she mm-hmm. has new movies coming out. That's exciting. I just watched it enough, like, last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, she looks exactly the same by some freaky thing. I don't even know how she's pulled that off. But oh, that's man. beside the point. It's just, like, that energy level is just, like, wow. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to try to focus on this and watch a bunch of videos. And when I need a little boost, you know, listen to some j-lo music or something and let that fuel me and i have found a million years ago i did an episode on creating your own pop pantheon because for me pop culture has just always been of the utmost importance i love books i love movies and i have found that i get more out of working with a modern day representation of an archetype typically than i do like digging into the ancient past Absolutely. I relate to that. I very much relate to that. Yeah. So for a long time, it was like, what would Oprah do in this situation? (laughs) (laughs) Or Jack White is another big one of mine. Like, what would Jack White do? I feel like that question is just, if you're working with any archetype or you're using a celebrity as the kind of role model for life, that's such a good question. What would Paige do? (laughs) Oh my God, uh, Paige would do nothing. She'd go hide in her room with her cat for sure. No, it's not true. <laughs> it's probably not true. <laughs> Chances not. of me doing nothing are not very good. <laughs> yeah, and and also, I mean, you are a product of this time. Yeah. yeah. When I listen to like the struggle, like when you were talking about money and the struggle that you had, it's like you have because of the current climate and these amazing platforms and internet culture, you've been given permission to do you, to be yourself and just to totally be who you are and get paid for it. And you're finding new ways to make that happen. And I think that's thrilling because for a long time, really creative people that maybe were just they had a lot of ideas, but they didn't really know what category they fit in. They just would flounder. Yeah. They'd be working financial. at a factory for the rest of their lives just because they need to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being miserable and resentful about it. Or being, you know, the black the black sheep of the family who's always, like, you know, sleeping on couches and asking for money to keep the lights on and things like that. And it's yeah. just, like, we finally are at a time where you literally can be who you are and if you show up, I mean, I'm not saying just like be who you are, but if you like find <laughs> out what makes what makes you special, what makes you tick, and then you find a way to show up and deliver on that, like with the podcast, for example, it's an amazing time to be alive because you can build a you can build a career on that. Yeah, yeah, and and podcasting is really great. And we're a little off topic, but whatever. But podcasting is really great because it's not just like professional, like I. Oh man, doing the podcast has had such a amazing effect on like my emotional state and like all of the therapy type stuff I'm doing. Like it just, it really adds to it. And then having the freedom to be myself just makes everything run a little bit smoother. It makes everything make a little bit more sense. To me, that is not off topic at all. It's, <laughs> it's all the same. I always say that running an online business is the most advanced spiritual practice that I have ever encountered. And doing a podcast just takes it up to another level because you're dealing with so many different people coming at you and, and you're 
learning how to speak with a sense of confidence. And and then once you're like, I need to make a living doing this, you are <laughs> confronted with the whole idea of like sales and marketing. And oh. I it's deeply, deeply challenging in a way that creates huge spiritual growth. And yeah. to me, that's, that's a queen. I cannot separate the witch from the queen. I can't separate it out from the biz witchery because it's all been a part of the same journey for me. Well, it's, that makes perfect sense. I mean, all it is, is about recognizing your own power and like exerting your own authority, you know, while still being fair and good to the rest of the world and witchcraft and, you know, being a queen or a ruler or a leader of some kind, all of that really has that same energy of you have to do what you have to do and go forth into the world and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think too, that I learned so much, not just from doing the podcast, but like just the other women in the queen program, for example, like I, I am stunned by them. Like, I'm like, Whoa, you wanted to do the queen program. You're such a badass. I've had women sign up that make more money than I do, that have more visible careers than I do, that seem to have their shit together at a really high level. And what's interesting about women like that, too, is they'll always say, oh, I can always learn more. There's always something more to learn. And I think that's a, a real queen mindset. I think that is that focus on continued growth. And it's not to me also, FYI, it's. It's a weird kind of growth because it's not really about it's reclaiming pieces of yourself, the pieces of yourself that you've given away and you expand. But it's really you're expanding into who you've always been and who you were always meant to be, like who you were when you were a very little girl (laughs) before the world started, like taking chunks out of you. Oh, that's such a good way to say it. It's true. Taking Mm -hmm. chunks out. That's kind of what it does. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's kind of inward growth. You're imploding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're imploding yeah. queen. I love this idea. And uh I've I've definitely had that experience in my own private group. The people that are in there, like I learned so much from having all of those other people. Like even when they're just like discussing stuff I wrote. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I learn new things and I see things in my in my own writing or podcast episode that I hadn't noticed before. Yeah, it, you don't even know it's there. Yeah, I've no idea. It's just it's all about other people's perception and like that connecting with with other witches and people and uh a lot of them are women but not all of them, but connecting with them has been like a huge part of my all around development spiritual development especially mm-hmm. and that that one of the other things that I love is that like they're so supportive of each other and just like constantly cheering each other on and in a really cheesy awesome way you know yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. super, the super support and that so surprised cute. me it surprised me like I I've had other programs that I've done where I've had you know a private Facebook group and you know, and, and lots of conversation has happened there, but there was just a different quality to women who want to work with the queen archetype that 
surprised me. I was like, whoa, we did a, at some point, one of the rounds, I do isolated rounds. So it's not like evergreen. It's not running all of the time. I do it once or twice a year. And one of the rounds I asked something about, I was talking about women friendships and it was surprising to me how so many women were saying like, I don't have any women friends or I need more women friends. And I was like, literally we're all saying the exact same thing. <laughs> interesting. Interesting because it's, it was so strange because we were all, it's like being in a room full of food and saying I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sad, but it's, it's real. You, you start to feel really disconnected when you don't have, you know, other people that you kind of relate to. And it sounds to me like the queen vibe is not just about like recognizing that you're a queen, but kind of recognizing the queenliness in other people too. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. And the best thing too is if you can see a quality in somebody that you admire, you're just seeing something that you already have in yourself that's wanting to come out. So it's great to start looking at like, just, you know, when you're watching TV or scrolling the internet, just keeping your mind, like I'm on the, I'm on the search for Queens. And then when you find one that like really gets a rise out of you and you're like, Elizabeth Gilbert is a queen. Why do I, why do I think that? What makes her a queen? And you start asking yourself that, and then you can turn it on yourself. Like, well, where do I have that quality? Or where could I develop that quality in myself? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love this idea that we just go around seeing seeing exactly who we want to be all over the place. <laughs> we see yeah, ourselves I mean, I everywhere. Think- the shadow is so much like that. And, and in the witchy community, we put so much focus on projection from a negative point of view. Like, yeah. you know, like you're seeing that your own shadow and other people when you feel really, really charged up by something and you're like, what an asshole, what a jerk, what a loser, what a creep. I can't stand that person. Like if you're yeah. having a really big reaction, you know, for sure that you're seeing something about yourself that you don't love. And we focus a lot about that in the witchy community, like shadow work is such a thing, but (laughs) also like the opposite is true. Like when you see somebody and you're like, oh, what a goddess, what a queen. Oh my God, she's so amazing. I wish I could be like that. If you have a really charged up reaction to someone like that, it's the same thing. You're You're projecting a quality that you already have onto that person. And that leaves clues. That means you can reverse engineer that shit and find out like, (laughs) oh, how am I also awesome like this? It's like finding out a cookie recipe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put together your own cookie recipe. That's, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love the idea of just kind of finding inspiration in all of the people around us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus just looking at, you know, ancient, ancient queens, which are still great, but... I love the idea of looking at people that are actually like here and now and like in our time living this queenly lifestyle. Yeah. And for me, it's so much about empowerment. That's why I can say like Jack White is a big, (laughs) he's not a queen, but he gives me that the queen feels because he's such an aggressive, excited, joyful entrepreneur. Yeah. And he probably I, wouldn't object to be calling a queen anyway. No, he wouldn't mind. <laughs> he would probably laugh and think it was cool. Yeah. But I've loved him for so long. And he's one of those people that when I say, like, what would Jack do? It helps me take another step forward. Yeah. It 
it helps me do what I would not be inclined to do should I just stay in my limited comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if you never step out of that comfort zone, you're never going to learn anything new or start anything new. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing like, well, first of all, I call the comfort zone, the zone of lies because (laughs) (laughs) you do it because it seems comfortable, but then it makes you more deeply uncomfortable because you get that weird feeling of unrest and what am I doing with my life? And it it brings up a lot of ugly crap that you then just carry around with you because you kind of hate yourself for staying there when you know you're capable of more. And uh, it's different. You know, we live in like meme culture and people (laughs) love to, I'm myself included, love to post like positive quotes and like these memes with inspirational quotes on them and it's just one thing to be like step outside your comfort zone yeah that sounds really groovy (laughs) exciting but we need we are so complex I have found that most of us need a lot of like tricks and processes and <laughs> and ways to get leverage on ourselves to actually do that in the moment. It's really easy to talk about. It's really easy to put a poster on your wall that's like, step outside the zone of lies. <laughs> but then when I think like, what would Jack, what would Jack do? He would be, he would be so disappointed in me for not reaching out to this person or that person yeah. when I'm truly excited about this thing. And I'm going to do this for Jack. It helps me. It just helps me. And I play tricks on myself like that all the time. <laughs> well, sometimes it helps to, you know, <laughs> it, it helps to be like, oh, I can't let them down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Exact. Athena was like that for me. I felt like it, she kind <gasps> of became the Jesus. She became the Jesus of my 40s. Because yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, like when you're little and you grow up in the church it's like, Jesus is watching everything you do. And <laughs> I kind of had a good experience of that with Athena. Like, yeah, no, she would hate this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to make Athena proud today. Yeah. She'd be so disappointed if I just did oh, nothing yeah. today. Yeah. She'd be bummed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love doing that. I love doing that with the archetypes. Um, from tarot cards or oracle cards especially just because it's it's very easy for me to just like pick one but mm. i love to just sit there and be like you know freya wouldn't take this shit at all right? <laughs> she it's wouldn't so take this helpful. shit at all and it, it really makes me want to be like okay well i, I want to be badass i want to be more like a goddess absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah and for me i mean i think we're pretty much talking about the same thing like for me, queen just resonated more than goddess. Like my yeah. friend Abiola is like, goddess everything. She <laughs> would not be able to talk to you without referring to you as goddess Paige. <laughs> and I am goddess Joanna. And, uh, but for me, it's like a queen thing, like queen yeah. Paige or queen Joanna. It gives me probably the same feeling that goddess gives Abiola I get from queen. And these archetypes are amazing because we literally contain every single one of them inside and we can tap into them at will. Yeah. And I love like witchy people. Here's what makes us awesome. We have so many things make us awesome. One of the things that makes us awesome is we have incredible imagination. Absolutely. and, and learning witchcraft, learning to row, learning to work with archetypes 
is about tapping into that superpower that other people are too afraid to access or that they just think they're too good for, that that's silly, childish nonsense. And we're over here, like, living our best lives, like, <laughs> like they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead if you want to live your boring life without any magic in it. But I'm going to be over here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I, I say that to people all the time. All the time. And they're like, you need more science. And I'm like, I got plenty of science. I love science. Oh, my God. And science is so magical, too. You can't get rid of the magic. It's everywhere. No, it's just magic is just like it's just like a swell of emotion. It's just feeling. It's just like life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah 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 I love having that I don't know magic is fun it <laughs> yes it, it makes the world beautiful I love having it in my life it's exciting I think it's what we are I mean yeah. I could get really out there but <laughs> and I will you know what I will because I can and I want to I believe that we were created in the image of whatever created us yeah. and that creativity is our birthright and that because we are each unique expressions of the divine, we are fulfilling our life's purpose when we create anything. And that includes our own lives, our own experience, our own image, our own anything. I feel like it feels good because it's what we're meant to do. It's who we are. It's why we're here. Yeah. Oh, man, I totally agree. I told you I turn into a little bit of an evangelical. I get very like preachy and excited. <laughs> I, I get so excited about this stuff. I yeah, think no, it's I, really cool. I respect it. No, I <laughs> I, I respect the, the the excitement because I the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm because I get really enthusiastic when I find something that's really really great and groundbreaking too. I get so excited. I can't wait for other people to like get yeah. in on this and get better or, you know, become who they want to be or what have you. I love that feeling. Yeah. I was so excited about the queen archetype that it really actually helped me with marketing because I lost so much shyness. It was the first time I had this really overwhelming feeling that like, this can help people. I know for sure that this can help people. And I had heard, you know, like Marie Forleo say, like, marketing is, it's a service, you know, you're, you're, you're helping people by showing them that they need this thing. And that it made sense to me intellectually. But when I found the queen archetype, I was like, people need to know about this. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. (laughs) So it just, I mean, like newsletters would just come flying out where I was just so excited and turned on because I knew it really, it, it changed me in so many ways. But one of the ways, too, would be like, I'm going to write a newsletter. I'm going to send it out to 8,000 people. And if only one person reads it and is like, you're speaking right to me. I needed this so much. I feel like my work was done. Screw yeah. those other 7,999 people. If one person has a real experience, it's totally worth putting yourself out there. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. The the emails and stuff that I get that just say things like, wow, you know, your podcast totally helped me, you know, rediscover witchcraft or whatever. And even if it's just that simple, I'm like, yep, this is why I do this. This is exactly it. Mm-hmm. This is exactly yeah. it. Yeah, that's my payment. It can sustain you. Well, then also the queen thing, I have to hop all over that and be like, no, girl, you need to get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different kinds of getting paid. 
Clever Kim's Curios is happy to be a proud supporter of the Fat Feminist Witch podcast. Clever Kim's Curios makes jewelry as unique as those who are drawn to it. Featured on shows like Charmed and The Vampire Diaries, this is worn art not just drawn from nature, but featuring the power and beauty of nature itself. Using ethically sourced and purified bones, fur, and feathers, as well as magical crystals, runes, and motifs in her designs, Clever Kim's Curios resonate with innate energy, grace, and magic. Find the perfect piece of jewelry to harmonize with your inner beauty at cleverkimcurios.com or on Instagram at cleverkimscurios. Listeners of the Fat Feminist Witch podcast can take 10% off all orders. Just use the coupon code FFWITCH at checkout. That's Clever Kim's Curios for jewelry as you so need to So let's, let's step it. back to the Queen uh, course itinerary here. So what is it that you, what is your Queen journey? Like, <clears throat> what are some of the points along the way? Uh, well, goodness. Well, first of all, the first three installments, I would consider them their own individual installments and part of the whole program. They're free. There's a free three-day video course that you can just, you sign up. It does put you on the Queen newsletter, so you will definitely get my newsletters with my passion. passion. Um, It'll put you on that list, but it'll also take you through what I think is a really valuable journey in and of itself. Just with those three videos, it's to me, it's just the perfect way to start actively working with the Queen archetype. And then if for people that want to go further, that people that are like, yes, this is definitely for me, then there is a five-week journey. And every three days, you get an audio recording with journal prompts. And as light and silly and goofy as I can be sometimes, it is very intense. It's very serious because I cannot charge people money for something that I don't believe is going to create like a real shift in their life. So I want to make sure people get every penny's worth out of it and we talk about one of my favorite installments is called flipping the script (laughs) from from pleasing to pleased and yeah because little girls are taught to be pleasing yeah yeah and I gosh that was a hard one for me to get over and I still find myself struggling with it in certain situations that I want to be pleasing I want to be liked but that the situation doesn't necessarily call for that. Yeah. So that's a really, really important one to me. And for there's like this kind of low grade unintentional and for the most part, I think Mm -hmm. abuse that happens to little girls and little boys, both when we're like, go sit on that strange uncle you never have seen before. Go sit on his lap and let him breathe his bad breath in your face and give him a hug and give him a kiss on the cheek. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we teaching kids to do here? Absolutely. And especially, especially with girls, I think, especially when we're young, you know, it just became normal to teach young girls to be quiet and keep everyone happy to avoid trouble versus dealing with the trouble in the first place, especially if the mm-hmm. trouble's coming from a man. So yeah. that's a pretty hard step to get over. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think it depends on who you are and how you grew up, but all the things I talk about were hard steps for me, <laughs> for me <laughs> to get over. Um, there's one I really love that talks about advocating for yourself 
Oh, yeah. And that's something that a lot of women learn through being moms. But even then, there's so many moms that this is so sad to me and it's real. This is a real thing and I'm not blaming anybody or shaming anyone, but there are so many moms that put their kids in harm's way because they're afraid that they need a man to survive. Yeah. And they might know that they're with an abusive partner, for example, or they might know that they're with a man who's like gambling away their money and putting them in real danger financially and real job. Yeah. And they will stay even do you know what I mean like yeah and they'll tell themselves they're doing it for their kids but it at, that is such a disempowered place like I have a special place in my heart for those women because I was in I was in an emotionally financially sexually abusive relationship for years that yeah. I know impacted my son he wasn't abusive toward my son but I think when a child sees their mother in an abusive situation, even if it's purely psychological, yeah. that that has an impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it impacts their self-esteem. And I have found that um, it's just interesting that a lot of women come to self-advocacy for their kids because they want to advocate for their kids. Or yeah. in my case, I was more than happy to like bust out the sacred bitch in defense of my son. Like I was his best advocate. I still am, but I didn't advocate for myself. And in that way it was harmful. And I mean, there's so many layers to this, but. Yeah. Even just that point, I've known so many moms who are like ride or die for their kids and they've always got their kids backs, which is awesome. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Totally. Big problem. And I think part of that is, uh, socialization. I think that's one of those socialization things a little bit. Uh, I think we're weird about parenting in our society. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For I don't sure. Know I mean, how there's... else to say it. I think we're weird about it in our society. I mean, humans are weird. We are a strange, are. self-defeating species. I don't know what we're doing. I mean, that... <laughs> that's why I have so much to talk about because I'm like, <laughs> constantly like whoa okay we're really doing this all right (laughs) and I mean that as a culture and then I mean that just for myself personally and then I I choose to end the queen journey well there's a that's not true the last installment is a video and it's like your coronation day because I want you to feel like you grad you graduated from something you know what I mean like go forth wear your crown woman but the the last audio installment is about money it's Mm. about fiscal sovereignty because like going back to what I was just saying that impacts everything but particularly if you're in a relationship that you feel you can't leave like being financially sovereign is power at your job to have like you know like a fuck you account where I can leave any situation any at any time if I have to I'm not I'm not gonna stay in a situation because I have to yeah that's so important. That's so important. And I feel like women especially, but anyone, they just don't get the information that like, you need to have a plan for yourself. It's okay to have a separate bank account, even if you're married or in a relationship or whatever. Like, it's okay to have your own stuff. It's okay to have your own money. It's it's okay to have that stuff. And when you, and if you don't, that's abuse. You're trapped. If- I, that's abuse. If you're yeah. in a relationship where you're a stay-at-home mom and a house 
keeper and your husband controls all the money, that's an abusive situation because you should have your own money. It doesn't matter who's getting the paycheck if you both are contributing to the household. And this is another thing I get really fired up about because (laughs) it's fine. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, that's totally cool. That's legit. Being a mother is hard work. It's important work. But also you need to be protected financially. And you just never know. You know, your husband could pass away or you yeah. could find out that he has some. I This happened to me. I, I found out my husband had this whole secret life I did not know about. And it involved money, it involved sex, it involved all kinds of shady things that I did not know were going on. And that happens all the time and women are inclined to be like not my husband no he wouldn't do that yeah wouldn't do that the shadow is real the shadow is hidden that means you don't know everything about yourself or the person that you're with yeah everybody keeps things about themselves um in the dark everybody keeps a few things to themselves completely and sometimes those things take over Particularly if they're shady. Yeah, if they're if they're already a really shady person, those things are going to be even worse. Well, if they know the thing is bad, if they know, like, I'm a serial cheater, they're not going to tell their wife that. Or if they know, like, yeah. I have a gambling problem and I'm constantly risking my family's financial welfare, they're probably not going to go tell their wife that. Probably not. They're going to be like, everything's fine, honey. Don't you worry. I got it taken care of. And they're going to leave for work and then like be like, I got to go to the track. Holy crap. She's going to kill me if I don't like get this money. You know, it's like, come on, people. Like we are familiar with what the shadow is. So let's just acknowledge that we need to protect ourselves, even from the people we love the most financially. Have an open heart. Be loving, be trusting, be generous, but also like advocate for yourself and take care of yourself and make sure that at any moment you could leave if you needed to. Yeah, that's so important because we're we're so fortunate to live in a time now where you can be married and be independent. You can (laughs) you can be married and your own person. So you might as well grab both those things. Mm -hmm. And it's worth having hard conversations about because girls are not the only ones who are indoctrinated into this bizarre cultural agreement that we have about like men and women little boys are too and they can find it very threatening and weird and challenging so it's worth going to therapy or it's just worth having those tough conversations to explain that like I love you I totally do I just think it will set us both free if I, you know, I need my own money to feel like a a whole person. And that's going to be better for our relationship in the end. And that's the end of my relationship counseling today. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Always have a fuck you fund. Always. Always. And that goes for your job, too. Like so many people are in jobs that they hate because they feel like they cannot leave. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. I've so been there and I was so poor when I had to quit those jobs and did not have a fuck you fund waiting in the wind for when I left. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Do you know who, oh my gosh, her name just flew right out of my head. It'll pop. Lisa Nichols. Do you know who Lisa Nichols is? I don't know. I don't think so. She's a, like a personal development, self-help kind of speaker woman, like super, talk about enthusiastic, but she... <laughs> She actually, she flipped the script on her day job that she hated, and she started seeing that it was 
funding her dream. It was an investment mm-hmm. in her dream. Like at the, she was so poor that she had to like wrap her son in a towel because she couldn't afford diapers and he would just be like cruising around it, you know, in a towel for a few days. Like she was really poor. And she actually started taking like big chunks out of her paycheck and putting it into her dream fund at the bank. And the bank tellers actually started like being like, here she's again. Oh my gosh, she's putting money in this (laughs) fund again. (laughs) And she, and they were like started rooting for her and like paying attention because it went on and on and on for a couple of years until she finally walked in one day and she had like reached her goal and was able to, to quit her job to fund her dream of being an author and a speaker. So if you want to be, for example, like we've been talking about a Mm -hmm. podcaster and you want that to pay your bills, but you're in a job that you hate, you can actually change your mindset around that and start seeing like, this is my freedom fund. This is like funding my dream. And you can start with your podcast in your spare time, but then you can also start stocking away money so you can have, you know, a good six months, yeah, pushing to really make it happen. Yeah, and you've only got six more months at this job that you don't like. Theoretically, you know, you you've yeah. got a way out. You've got a plan. You have your little escape rope, and you're feeling fine. Again, why I love Athena. To me, she's like the queen of strategy. Yeah, and it's and it's like you need a plan. You need a strategy. It's not, I mean, here I am having my, my leap year about taking leaps of faith, but it's not just like randomly leaping off the cliff for the sake of leaping off the cliff. Like you want to have plan, you want to have a strategy and then you want to work the plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you said leap, I instantly thought of the, uh, the fool tarot card and you know, they're about to just, you know, lovingly step off the edge of this cliff without looking and like, part of the message of that card is it's cool to leap forward and to go out on a journey and to start a whole new thing. But if you're not watching where you're going or you don't have a plan, you could end up in a lot of trouble. And, you know, it makes the whole journey kind of a bad experience. So having that little bit of a plan or just a fund even is like, it's important to Mm -hmm. starting the whole journey. And to building faith and trust in yourself. Yeah. That's that's another thing that I think is one, like one choice at a time. You win your own sense of being a queen one little choice at a time. Every time you act in your favor, every time you do the spiritually mature thing, every time you stand <laughs> up for yourself, you get like another little piece back of yourself and another little piece of sovereignty and another little piece of empowerment. And it's something that grows over time until you've got a big badass crown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little full of all the crystals and gems and bits and pieces that you've been reclaiming. Yeah. We're so born with it though, too. If yeah. you look at a little girl who comes from a semi healthy family, if you look at it, like a little pre kindergarten girl, she's just like sassy and she'll just be like, woohoo. She'll just bust down and do a dance because she feels like it. She'll yeah. wear a purple sock on her head because she feels like it. <laughs> she'll tell you no. She, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we start out that way. It, we're just trained out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I often miss, you know, the, <laughs> the kind of badass tiny child I was when I just didn't understand the world. I kind of miss that all the time. That's why getting in touch with your like inner child is very important. Definitely. Yeah. I love 
I'm loving this, this entire like course here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Right. <laughs> I'm loving this. I like that you've made it, it's, it still sounds very, very deep and a little bit challenging, but it sounds really rewarding in the end. Yeah. I mean, and it's fun. I don't, I, yeah. It's fun because I'm fun, Paige. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a silly, happy person, but also it's like serious life. For some people, life-saving stuff. Yeah. For real. Like, it, it changes everything. If you if you really, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it, but everything, everything is like that. You, you can't, like, buy that treadmill and then use it as a laundry rack <laughs> and expect to whatever, have your buns of steel that you've been dreaming of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if your running shoes stay in the box, you're not going to have a really nice ass in six months like you planned. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, and that's important to say to the magical community because I feel like I'm a big fan of meeting the universe halfway. Yeah. And I think there's this illusion in, in the magical community that you can just like magics your way to everything that you want. But can you please just look around at your fellow witches and pagans and be like, hmm. They're not exactly <laughs> living the kick-ass life of their dreams. Like their car is duct taped totally together right. and they're yeah. like <laughs> worried about the gas being shut off. It's, it's more than magic. It's we are magic. Yeah. We are magic. And when you meet the universe halfway, when you take action on your own behalf, yes, all these amazing synchronicities happen. And yes, you can use magic to set a powerful intention or to get aligned with something you desire. But then you know, you got to actually show up too. Yeah. I find that most of the, in the last few years anyway, I found that most of the, any sort of spells or rituals I do, they're less about like, um, you know, attract money and more about working on my own issues with money or working on, you know, my problems with money or, or my, you know, my strengths with money. I find that I focus more on the self exploration part of magic and then that just kind of you know it like works itself out after yes it totally does that's yeah. I mean that's also why I'm a believer in like attracts like if if you change yourself you change your life if you heal old crappy patterns you stop attracting old crappy things yeah yeah absolutely and then you don't need to do a million spells about it you know send cash <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little tiny bit, too, related to giving your power away. It's yeah. a little bit like, help! You're, like, petitioning the gods, please! I need $50 to pay this bill. And then maybe you do get the $50 through magic. But then two weeks later, you're like, help! And now I need $120 to pay this bill. Yeah. And it's just this constant having to be at the mercy of something outside yourself instead yeah. of becoming like you or who you've been waiting for, you yeah. know, being that, being that person. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have that, that route to heal the problem on your own. It's cool to need, you know, that $50 once, <laughs> once yeah. in a while, sometimes shit happens and you need that money. Um, but it's better to just uh, be living the kind of life that supports your dreams and supports the things that you want to do so that you don't constantly have to be petitioning them for their one-time help. Yeah. And I mean, and it's cool to ask. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. I mean, this is, here's like, here's an interesting queen thing. Okay. I would love it if Paige, the fat feminist witch was like, 
noticing me on Twitter and being like, oh, Joanna's launching this queen program. I should totally have her on the podcast. There's a part of me that really, really, really just wants it to be like that. But I was like, I really, really want to be on her podcast. I definitely want to like tell whatever women are listening about the queen archetype. And then I procrastinated for like four days (laughs) because I was like, what if Paige doesn't like me? What if she's just... (laughs) What if she's just polite to me on social media because she doesn't want to look like an ass in public? What if she only came on my podcast because she wanted to promote her shit, but she secretly hates my podcast? I had all those feelings. All of those things could have totally been true. They're not, but they they totally could have been. They could have been. Yeah. And then and then I just had that moment where I was like, just friggin' ask. For God, <laughs> be a queen. Like, you're literally wanting to talk about the queen archetype, and you're acting like a total chicken, like, Pull, put on your good big girl panties and just ask. And, you know, and I did. And and this is the first interview I've ever asked for and <laughs> got. And so it's, it's a little queen milestone, Paige. That's right. Oh, happy to oblige. You know what? Thanks. I'm always afraid to, to send out an email and ask people to be on the show. That That's hard. <laughs> I don't mind asking them to come on my show because I love promoting other people. I love helping other people. I love introducing my, my audience to new people. But then I guess I have self-esteem issues around like, but would Paige's audience want to hear from me? I don't know. Maybe other people don't like talking about other people. Maybe I'm too weird. <laughs> oh my God. If you're too weird, then I don't know what anyone's doing listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Moss Day. There's so many of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love weirdos. <laughs> I love weirdos. Yeah. So the weirder the better. This has been so interesting. So interesting. I'm loving the idea of working more with a queen archetype. Like I said, I, I kind of dipped my toes into it last year. But I'm loving this energy, this very independent and empowered energy. That's That's what I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is about independence and then it becomes about interdependence and like partnering with other women for things like we're doing right now or just supporting other women. And it's not about like putting yourself out there in a, you know, a public way. Like that's something you could do just in the lunchroom at your corporate day job (laughs) is like joining forces with other women that are like, At your job and that maybe you haven't connected with because you just assume that you don't have anything in common when, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do. Uh, Happens to me all the time. It can be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to connect with other women. It's I I like that. um, I like that you're noticing that the program is very much fostering that like supportive vibe because that's just so important. That's so we important. want that. We want that. And yeah. I think we're trained to think that, you know, women, we're always in competition with each other because there's only only one woman can get the job or the man <laughs> or the whatever. Like, yeah. it, it's just like old. That's just old. That's just yeah. not true anymore. Yeah. Live your whole life like you're a drunk girl in a club bathroom helping out the girl at the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Gen X and I have to say... <laughs> That's a very good point. I'm Gen X, and I have to say that the millennial generation was, like, so shocking to me. And then uh, the other generations coming up after the millennials. But the things that millennials, like, were talking about and introducing into, like, 
the general conversation that we're all having, I was just like, oh my, what? I was learning so much from the younger generation. And now I see how much of a product I was of like, I grew up in the eighties, but I definitely grew up in a 1950s mentality. That's just where my family was at at the time. And uh, so now I see teenagers and like girls that are just barely in their twenties that are doing things that I'm just now learning to do. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, what are these new generations doing? Like we've got all these Queens coming onto the scene all of a sudden. I know all of these kids are just like crushing it. I have a friend who started a business. She started a business like forever ago. Now she's younger than I am. And she just got it. Like she just started a second one. And I'm just like, Holy shit, like you kids are just, you're absolutely crushing it. Like I'm so jealous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. You know what I think too? It just comes back to what I was saying about the democracy of art. It's because like these women, these little girls are growing up with like, oh, I could be president or I could be a superhero or they're like seeing themselves reflected. And and this is a whole separate conversation, Mm -hmm. but that's why I think it's so important for women who are plus size as they like to call it back in the day becoming <laughs> models and pop singers and actresses or women of color all of a sudden are on the cover of a magazine or so women important. that are older than the age of i don't know 30 you know it's just like holy smokes we're all being reflected back at ourselves in a way that matters and truly yeah. matters to who we're going to become yeah it's it's really beautiful to watch, actually, especially with like, you know, much older women who are becoming models in their 60s or 70s. And they just look so badass, like so yes. badass. Those old days. And I'm just like, I am loving this because they're not even from these younger generations. They're just they're adopting that <laughs> that whole philosophy where it's like, well, we get to decide who we are now. Yes. <laughs> And oh I my love... gosh, I'm so happy they're there. I'm so happy there's women that are 20 and 30 years older than me that are modeling and being held up as being beautiful because part of sexism and part of this whole like patriarchal system that we're very, very slowly working our way out of was that there's an expiration date on you. Yeah. Yeah. And that you grow more invisible as you get older or, you know, just the language that we used. Who did I just interview? Jericho Brown said something that just freaked me out recently. And I'm (laughs) really like jumping topics here. But he said he was talking about language, the language we use. And he was talking about saying like a woman got raped. Like she got something. Yeah. Like she just went to the door, store and yeah. got something. I had never heard anybody say that before. And when he said that, I was like, "That's messed Whoa. up." Oh my god! Like the language, the the visuals, everything yeah. is is from this one paradigm, and it, that's why we're always like, "Oh, I'm so woke!" Like that whole like <laughs> <laughs> hashtag is super annoying, but also super true because we're all just like waking up like one little aha moment at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's happened to, it's, it's been happening a lot in the last, like, I don't know. I just keep getting this feeling like the world is really amping up for something crazy. (laughs) I I hope it's good. Can I tell you another random aside? Yeah. Do do you know Galaxy Tone, the app, the tarot app? Yeah. 
Shauna Hill. Shauna, Shauna did the Queen program. I don't think she'd mind me saying that because she left me a kick-ass testimonial <laughs> with her name on it. But she, I was always squawking on about how Working Girl, the movie Working Girl, is like my favorite, one of my favorite movies. And it's like this whole feminist thing. And then she comes on Facebook and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, that movie's horrible. And she was seeing it from a totally different perspective than I was. She was seeing it as a millennial woman. And, like, that women were being pitted against each other and yeah. all of this stuff. And I, I did explain, I had to defend myself, that in the end, the women actually do, you know, yeah, come together. Like, uh, I don't know if anybody knows the movie Working Girl. You'll just have to... Pay attention to the end if you decide to watch it because of something I'm saying here. And a woman who fights her way up the corporate ladder from being like a very demeaned secretary. And the very end, she actually lifts her secretary up. And that that's the message. But the yeah. whole thing, it's she just blew my <laughs> It's a generational thing. So yeah. I guess like younger women see that movie and they're like, well, this is crap. <laughs> yeah, because it takes so long to get to the imp the important part. Like you want to see that happen in the middle and then see that woman's life explode. But... Just all the sexual harassment, too, that I didn't even think about. I was just like, this is just life. I wasn't really yeah. like thinking about that. I was just like, yeah, that sucks. But that's just what it's like to be a woman. Yeah, it really can be. Luckily, it's. I feel like that's going to start happening a whole lot less. Oh, you can't get away. You cannot get away with that shit anymore. And no. and men that are stupid enough to try, I mean, good luck to you, sir, because you are definitely going to be a Twitter hashtag in the next 24 hours. And there's going to be video evidence of your dumb ass. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's time to just realize that women are people now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... I apparently that sucks for you but women are people now and that's just the way it is yeah and the craziest thing about that and again this is a queen thing for me is i'm realizing women are people yeah and i'm a woman i'm like what <laughs> yeah no, nobody told me well it's because you know some some younger women now are getting that message that they're people just way earlier than you used to just way earlier like yeah and I think too like I know we're probably going over time here but I think like the whole journey whatever journey you're on but speaking specifically about the queen journey it's like two steps forward and one step back two steps forward and one step back because we have really deep subconscious programs in place that are stronger often than our deliberate intent than what we yeah. intend we end up falling into old patterns particularly if you're ever challenged and I in my late 20s I built up a badass life for myself a career like a big circle of friends and then I went on to start my first business in 2003 and then I gave all of my power away to a man like I built it all up to tear it back down again and then I had to build it all back up years later. And I mean, I let the tear it down phase go on and on and on and on and on. It was ridiculous. You get but stuck I mean, in that loop, that cycle. That's, 
it is what it is. I mean, it happened. That was me. Those are choices I made. And now I can only just, you know, hopefully prevent other women from going down that path. But it's interesting how you you can be a feminist and you can have all these ideas. But then this program that's like running underneath the surface of your conscious awareness has its whole it's a whole other agenda. Yeah. Yeah. We don't always realize how deep how deep those societal hooks as far as gender and everything goes. We don't always know how deep those actually go in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. It can be kind of hard to figure that out too. So I, I like that there's lots of um, like journaling prompts and, and self-discovery throughout the whole queen program. I love that because I think yeah. that's really what it's, what it's all about. You got to find it in there already. Yeah, it's self-guided. I mean, it's self, I was going to say self-guided, but I guess I technically, I technically am your guide. That's what the audio (laughs) journey portion of it is for, but it's like self-study. You do it on your own time, but the reason I run the program, like I shut it down, like it's available for pre-order. And then the day we start, in this case, that's August 1st, I close the sales because I want us all to go on the journey together because it's just more empowering. You get to meet the other women. And then that's why we have the private Facebook group. So yes, everybody gets the same installment at the same time and they might do it on a different day. But generally, we're doing it together so you can show up in the group and be like, holy crap, this installment kicked my ass. (laughs) And you can, you know, compare notes and support each other. And there's, I'll be totally honest, there's a lot of women who have not made it all the way through the program. (laughs) There's quite a few. I laugh because I know who they are. And I (laughs) totally don't have a judgment on that. That's fine. Like, it is intense. And you, some people need to take it in chunks. So I always make it available to anybody who's ever done the queen program, like you can do it again and again and again till you reach the end. And then you can do it again if you feel like it. Cause I do, I do it myself every time. That's great. Cause sometimes you just need to like, sometimes you just need to consider certain things just a little bit longer. You need, you need to really yeah. think about it and you need to really like explore it or try to apply it in life before you can move on to the next thing. So it's cool that you can go back and like keep going at your own pace. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I tend to just want to like jump in and get really deep right away. And, and, and not everybody wants to go at that pace. I think sometimes my enthusiasm like shows up as like an, an intensity that I don't realize is there until I get feedback from other people. And they're like, holy moly, I'm still thinking about what you said three days ago. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. But that's good. It's good to have that pump up energy. I'm feeling pumped right now. <laughs> hey, feeling pumped right now. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm doing the free three day video series right now. And I loved the first part. It was great. Super relatable. And it really, it really helped me hit on some like really serious stuff without yeah. making me too sad. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, I, we, I think we talked about that before we actually started rolling here, yeah. but that's like a really important thing to know about shadow work or doing the queen journey is it's really tempting to beat up on yourself when you're looking at your life. Like I was just saying like, oh, and then I gave all my power away to a man and then I stayed in that place for many years. It would be so easy to beat up on myself about that. Yeah. And but I can't get those years back. And all I can do at this point is just look at it 
and recognize it. I don't have to shame myself for it. I don't have to make myself even wrong for it. I can just say I was doing the best that I knew to do at that time. And now I know better. So I'm going to do better. And if I don't, you know, they say like history repeats itself. If, if you're not, if you don't know history, it will repeat itself. So it gives you opportunity to look, but don't beat up on yourself. Don't take it as an excuse to be mean to yourself. Yeah. It just doesn't help. Like, like you said, you can't go back and change it and beating yourself up about it isn't going to fix any of the residual problems or anything from it. It's just not going to help. Yeah. And, and big hugs to all the moms listening who have all the mom regrets. Like they're, Working with single moms is like my favorite, favorite, favorite <laughs> because I just relate and I, I, there's just so much, so much that comes with that. Like being the person who has to make all the money and keep the house clean and make sure everybody's fed and like all the judgment that comes on you if your house is not perfect and your car is like hasn't been washed in two weeks and you're yeah. just like, ah, I'm doing everything. There's so much self-hatred that can come along with a role like that and I It's so nice to lift that burden for yourself or to help someone else do it. Yeah, moms. Oh, my God. Moms are a whole other, like, I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine the kind of pressure that moms are under. It's, like, terrifying to me. It's like. You it's scream like at your a kid if you think about it for 10 you. years. Oh, sorry. We're talking over each other. <laughs> I was just saying, if you like yell at your kid, if you lose your patience, you'll be like 10 years later stewing over that. You're yeah. just having a fabulous meal with a, a beautiful man. And all of a sudden you're like, remember that time that your kid, you yelled at your kid because they spilled milk on the floor or whatever it is. It's just like the guilt is real. Yeah, the guilt is so so real and I just like oh man it takes I don't it takes strong arms to carry that baggage man for sure (laughs) for sure for sure that's like a whole other thing (laughs) so I think that was all of the like questions I had put aside for our chat today is there anything else about the the queen program or in general that (laughs) you would like people to know no, I just think if anybody's curious about it, again, like you can do the do the free three day thing and yeah. see it how see how it lands for you, see where it takes you, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. Unsubscribe, yeah. and 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 you won't get my passionate emails. <laughs> You're but, gonna be uh, missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the very least, I mean, you can keep those videos forever, and you can return to them anytime you want. And I just think it's a really great introduction to actively working with the queen archetype instead of sort of keeping it up in your head as an idea it's like bringing it more into your physical reality cool perfect that sounds so much fun what a fun interview isn't joanna all the things i said just very enthusiastic and supportive and very magical it was truly a a delight to have her on the show she's really fun to talk to actually i caught myself talking a little too much (laughs) I got a little too chatty, so I'm sorry if I sound like I go on tangents throughout the episode, but she's very easy to talk to. So thank you so much, Joanna, for coming on the show. If you guys want to learn more about Joanna and maybe sign up for Queen, go to joannadevoe.com. You can find all the information there. Of course, I'll put the specific links to the course in the description for the episode here. And I highly recommend checking out the three-day free 
I guess you could say the little primer course on Queen. I really, really enjoyed it and found it super insightful. So I, I hope you guys will too. And again, I'll put the link in the description. Thank you so much, all of you, for listening today on this Let's go with beautiful Monday afternoon, because I'm hoping if I say it now, by the time this episode comes out on a Monday afternoon, it'll be true. <laughs> Maybe. If you want to find out more about me and about the Fat Feminist Witch podcast, you can go to thefatfeministwitch.com. You can find me all across social media. Oh, you can also find Joanna all across social media. I think I forgot to mention that. Uh, I love her on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. She's all over, and uh, I think I met her through through Twitter. She's got an awesome Twitter presence, let's say. So you can find us both on social media. If you want to advertise on the Fat Feminist Witch, you can go to advertisecast.com and see the plans there. And if you would like to join my private monthly membership group, you can do so through Patreon. So patreon.com slash the Fat Feminist Witch. It's $10 a month. And you get access to our private Facebook group where we talk about Honestly, we talk about a lot of the same topics you hear me talk about on the show. Most of the research that I do and a lot of the inspiration I find for my episodes comes from the work we do in the group. So it's a great way to get a little more involved, to let me know about the books you want me to read or review, more likely. (laughs) And uh, any sort of topics that you want to see on the Fat Feminist Witch. That's a great way to kind of influence me a little bit. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your week. Lunasa is on Thursday or Lamas, the first harvest of the year. So I hope you all have a really wonderful Lunasa. It's it's a really nice, um, it's a good holiday for eating. It's a good eating holiday. It's, you know, the harvest. And before I let you go, I have a special message from my advertiser, Clever Kim's Curios. So stay tuned to listen for that because it includes a coupon code so that you guys can get a discount when you're shopping on the store. Bye, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Special thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Clever Kim's Curios, jewelry as unique as those drawn to it. Fat Feminist Witch listeners can apply coupon code FFWITCH at checkout and get 10% off their purchase at cleverkimcurios.com.